Hey, this is Stu at Bitcoin and Financial Independence, and I wanted to share some thoughts on Chase Bank recently kicking Kanye West to the curb and shutting down his bank account. This was pretty interesting to me, and just as a preface, I'm not a fan of Kanye West. I don't listen to his music or follow him at all. I am not a fan, and I'm vaguely familiar with him at all. But I am familiar with Chase Bank, and I have a Chase Bank account, and I just thought it was interesting that they shut down his account. So what happened was, they gave no official reason for shutting down his account, but he has said some stuff online recently that was inflammatory. I believe he said some anti-Semitic or you know basically anti-Jewish um, comments that he has made online. And while I certainly don't agree with anything of that nature, this is yet another big advertisement for Bitcoin being ran by banks. Because Bitcoin will never close an account on you no matter what you say or do. Bitcoin is freedom money. It is not a get-rich-quick scheme, but rather a get-free-quick scheme. What I find most interesting is that within days of this happening, Kanye West figured out that Bitcoin is freedom and is wearing a Satoshi Nakamoto hat around, who is obviously the anonymous founder of Bitcoin that has since left the project completely so point is it'll be something to watch and see what he does what he says i mean he had 140 million dollars with the bank i think a lot of banks would be pretty eager to take that money and lend it out to whoever they lend out money to and and make their income off of that but there are a few takeaways from this and one is bitcoin will never unbank you bitcoin will never shut down your account it is money that no government or centralized authority can stop whatever you think about kanye whether you're a fan or not i would venture to guess that there are more sketchy people that there are worse people out there that do have bank accounts heck you could think of uh how about every executive at wells fargo because they get fined out the wazoo all the time for all of the horrible customer practices and just scandal after scandal. So I would think a lot of the people at Wells Fargo should not have bank accounts, but guess what? They own the bank, so they're okay. But I'm just saying that there are a lot worse people than Kanye that have a lot of money in banks. And it's just really interesting to see him singled out and given the boot and now supposedly maybe turning to Bitcoin. So it's just going to be interesting to watch and see what he does because he may, what's known as orange pill, a bunch of people orange pill means it's a reference to the matrix where you could take the red pill or the blue pill once you take the orange pill and you basically get some conviction in bitcoin and the problems that it solves that's that's essentially what it means is that you become a bitcoin believer so it'll be interesting to see because he has a huge online following and we'll see what he does with bitcoin going forward if he says anything and if any of his followers continue to get involved in it so that was one takeaway that I had. The other takeaway that I had, now I have a Chase Bank account, and what I really don't like about it is that you have to keep a certain amount of money in there or direct deposit or have a certain amount of transactions to not get these monthly fees, which are super, super annoying. I hate them, and it just happens all the time. And basically, you know, banks want you to fall into these traps and end up paying the fees over time. So this is why I tend to like online banks you know, it's kind of tough. After I got married, my wife had grown up with Chase Bank. And so we got our first joint account at Chase. And then eventually we switched 
somewhat over to Ally Bank. And then I also tried SoFi Bank because I got referred there and, and they have some cool referrals and some other things where early on when SoFi was growing, they would give me, you know, they gave me free Bitcoin. They gave me some partial shares of Tesla as they brought out their investment side of things. So there's some good perks with SoFi. Ally and SoFi, in my mind, are two of the best online banks. So the other takeaway that I have would just be the benefit of online banks over what's known as brick and mortar banks, banks with physical locations. Online banks don't have the overhead of all this real estate. A lot of them will cover any ATM fees, so you can still use ATMs at any physical bank and in most cases or many cases never pay ATM fees. And what they do is they kind of pass on a lot of those savings to you. Most online banks like Ally and SoFi, they have no fees. They have no direct deposit requirement to avoid fees. They have no minimum balances and they pay you a lot more interest. So you can have $20,000 in Chase and make 12 cents in interest. Or Ally and SoFi, right now with the Federal Reserve raising rates, you know, they're paying like 2%, roughly one and a half, two 2%. There are some banks that are paying 3% or around that area. But if you have 20000 that you keep in an online bank, well, that's $400 in interest a year instead of $0.12. Cents. It's not life-changing money. But over the course of a lifetime, if you are in your 20s or your 30s and you can keep your money in an online bank versus a normal bank, and you're earning interest that whole time, it's still going to make quite a difference. I did a little bit of math where if you just keep a balance of $5,000 in an online bank and you had this 2% interest, it will provide you with about $8,458 over the next 50 years. So if you're 20, by the time you're 70 and you use online banks instead of brick and mortar, you're going to save yourself nearly $9,000. And it's still, it's the same thing. It's a, you have a normal checking and savings account. But I just can't think of any change that so simply is going to give you this type of money over the course of your life. And obviously, if you keep you know a three or, or, or six month emergency fund, like a lot of financial advice says to do, and maybe you're keeping 10 or $20,000 in your bank at all times, earning one, two, three percent over the next 50 years, you know, double, triple that. This is a, a simple change where ditching the big bank that you have, ditching Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, things like that, this is going to possibly make a difference of $16,000 or more over the course of your life. But something to consider. What I've done is it's, it's a little bit too complicated for me. My wife has a bank account at a brick-and-mortar bank for her business. They like to have a physical location for the business to drop off cash and checks that they collect from their clients and their workers collect as well. Um, I have a credit union physical location for my rental. And then we had Chase, Ally, and SoFi. We had too many bank accounts, so I'm consolidating my bank accounts now and trying to simplify it. But the other really nice thing about both SoFi and Ally is that you can create these buckets or these sub-accounts for different things in your savings, for different things all in the same account. For example, it's always bugged my wife when we're saving money for a vacation or for our next car, you know, and we just lump it in with our emergency fund, you could say. Well, how do we know how much money is for vacation versus how much is savings? It's, it's pretty hard to tell. 
But with Ally and SoFi, you can set up this, I think it's called a bucket or a vault, depending on which platform you're using. And you can say, well, $2,000 is going to go into this bucket and it allocates that. You can set a goal for it and you can automatically contribute to that however much money every single month. So that's a really nice feature with both Ally and SoFi. So it's something to think about. I've never had any problem with SoFi or Ally over the years. Uh, both banks have been really good. And I actually wrote the last check for my Chase account. That was like the last thing keeping us from closing the Chase bank account was the fact that we had some checks that we used for my kids' preschool for those monthly tuition payments. So anyway, that last check is gone. I've got new checks and I'm going to be switching to my online bank for that now and consolidating down from five accounts to four accounts. So obviously my situation is too complex. But look around at some of the online banks. I think Capital One has one that I see around quite a bit. And the other big one that I see that I would be interested in would be M1 Finance. They pay a pretty good interest rate. They adjust it up and down really fast with the federal funds rate that is set by the central bank. So M1 Finance is another really solid choice as well, but I don't think it has some of the functionality I've talked about with SoFi and Ally. So to wrap up, getting an online bank account can save you thousands of dollars over the next 40, 50 years of your life, especially, you know, the younger you are, the better it is. And Bitcoin, no one can shut you down. No one can say you can't transact. No, one, no one's ever going to shut down your account on Bitcoin. Obviously, if you have your Bitcoin on an exchange, that's one thing. But if you self-custody your Bitcoin, like I do, then no one can ever keep you from accessing that money, keep you from, from transacting with that money. So it's really powerful to have a little bit of Bitcoin. And if you would like to get some for free, check out my links in the show notes for Swan Bitcoin and Strike. And with that, remember, financial independence is doable, and I'll be back with you soon.